Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But The Secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517. 800-932-5517. Once again, that's 800-932-5517. Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. That's right. Golf is the language. We speak every Sunday right here on Tea to Green, the golf show. Hello, fellow golfers. Hello, everyone. And welcome in to another home edition of Tea to Green. I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans is off today. The Broadmoor Resort remains closed, so I am still broadcasting from my home here in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Thanks for listening and for making Tea to Green a part of your sports weekend. Well, did you watch? Did you tune in last Sunday for Tiger, Lefty, the Sheriff, TB12, and Chuck Barkley? Lots of people did. They raised over $20 million for COVID-19 relief, and 5.8 million people tuned in, the largest audience for golf event in the history of cable TV. We will recap the match for you today here on Tee to Green. Also, later in the hour, there's a great new book that we highly recommend for you this summer. It's called Mr. Wizard. It was written by golf writer Jeff Wallach. It's about two brothers who find out after their mother passes away that they may not be 100% blood brothers after all, like they thought all their lives. Their journey to find out just who they are takes them all over the world, including to a golf course in Ireland. We will find out more today from Jeff Wallach about his new novel, his first novel, called Mr. Wizard. A little extra on the show today from Tita Green. We'll go to the archives for an interview with Colorado golfer Jennifer Cupcho. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to do? Help me keep my head down. Save me from those double bogey blues. It's America's longest-running network radio golf show. It's Tita Green. Check us out on our website, tdgreenradio.com. Like us on Facebook. And hear us now on Sirius XM Channel 211 and the Sirius XM app. We're teeing it up and talking golf next here on Tea to Green. You check things all the time, like your email every 10 seconds or your ex's Instagram. 
But what about checking something as important as your credit? Well, Discover makes it quick, easy, and best of all, free. Discover is now offering FICO credit scores, the score used by 90% of top lenders for free, even if you're not a customer. Checking your score won't hurt your credit, and you can check each month for changes always for free. The Discover Credit Scorecard, free for everyone. Learn more at discover.com slash credit scorecard. Limitations apply. Tired of the same old hat? CoverageGear.com is the top destination to find the hats and gear you need to represent your favorite pro teams and players. Head to CoverageGear.com with the promo code radio and grab a cap with the iconic jersey number of the all-time greats and current stars from the NBA, NFL, MLB, and more. These classic hats come in the font and style of the superstar's team. So with the number 30 from Golden State, number 2 from the Yankees, number 23 from the Bulls, or a number 12 from the Packers, CoverageGear.com will help you honor the legends of yesterday and today. And with Father's Day coming up, timing couldn't be better to check out our collection of dad hats, trucker caps, beanies, stickers, and more. Use promo code RADIO and get 20% off. That's promo code RADIO at CoverageGear.com. CoverageGear.com. We've got you covered. Let's say you just bought a house. Bad news is, you're one step closer to becoming your parents, which means you're going to start telling your kids to clean up before the cleaning lady comes. Doesn't make sense, but you're the parent and they're the kids. You're going to start telling them that now, too. Good news is, it's easy to bundle home and auto through Progressive and save on your car insurance. And there's your opening to remind them who pays the bills around here. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company, affiliates, and other insurers. Discount not available in all states or situations. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. 800-403-5912. That's 800-403-5912. Talking golf, 52 weeks a year and loving it. We are T to Green. It's the golf show. Great to be back with you for another edition. I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans is off today. Jerry recuperating from cataract surgery on not one, but both eyes over the past several weeks. But he's doing good on his way to recovery, and hopefully we'll get Jerry back on the show before long. Uh, also, we've got Roscoe, the rock star dog, back with us again today. Roscoe uh, did his, went outside, did his thing this morning, got a treat, came back in, and he's uh, taking up residence uh, right under my desk here at my feet, as most good dogs do. Um, Scott Cuddy in Master Control on a big show for you today. Later in the hour, we're going to talk to golf writer, golf travel writer, Jeff Wallach, 
who's written several books, but he's just out with his first novel. It's called Mr. Wizard. It's an interesting uh, premise. Uh, the, the book uh, takes place, uh, it's a story about two brothers in search for their biological father after the unexpected death of their mother. They find answers, among other places, on an Irish golf course. So it's, it's a book that is not specifically about golf, but there is some golf in it. He takes us basically on a genetic treasure hunt in which the characters learn much more about themselves than any DNA test could ever reveal. It's a heartwarming novel about what it means to be brothers. And they say, among the reviews for it, it'll be most interesting to folks who grew up in the 70s, to people who love to travel, to golfers, obviously, to those interested in ancestry, and to a lot of readers who like a good mystery with a surprise ending. So if you're all or any of those things, uh, you want to catch uh, Jeff Wallach, who will be joining us later in the hour to talk about his brand-new book, Mr. Wizard. Now, a special treat for you as well today. Uh, we thought we'd reach back into our tea to green archives, dust off an interview. We did uh, only last summer. We had Jennifer Cupcho on the show. Jennifer, a Colorado golfer who won the inaugural Masters of uh, Women's Amateur Championship last spring. And then right after that turn pro, she played in a number of LPGA Tour events. We caught her a couple of months after her win at Augusta when she was back here in Colorado. And a fun interview coming up with the Jennifer Cup Show today on Tee to Green. And speaking of fun, the match for charity, the Capital One match for charity last week, last Sunday on Tee to Green, when they had Tiger and Peyton Manning teaming up to beat Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady at the Medalist Golf Club in South Florida. Now, last week we talked about it on the show. We had Tom Edrington from Dogleg News joining us, and we we thought and we felt, and I felt this all along, that it was going to be a pretty big deal. In fact, when they first announced it, I thought, you know, this is good. Tiger and Phil, great. And then you throw in Manning and Brady, even better. You mix in uh, Charles Barkley helping on the announce crew, and you've got the makings of what could be a pretty interesting uh, day of watching uh, golf, watching on TV, and that's that's uh, basically what it did turn out to be. The donations, by the way, brought in uh, around twenty million for COVID nineteen relief, thanks to fans, to celebrities, and of course to uh, sponsors. But uh, beyond that, uh, beyond being a perfect recipe for uh, fun and fundraising. It turned out to be a, just a kind of thing that, that a lot of sports star sports fans were were uh, hankering for, and what a shot in the arm for golf as well. I've read read so many and heard so many comments this week, people saying, I don't even like golf, but I tuned in to watch and enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, nothing against the, the event that was on the, the previous week, when they they put uh, Rory McIlroy, uh, Ricky Fowler, and uh, and and they played they played a uh, uh, a skins game the previous week that was fun but and it was okay but it it didn't nowhere near rise to the level of what happened last week between Tiger Phil Payton and Tom Brady 
and uh, I, I, I was giving, giving it a lot of thought this past week and, and wondering why it worked. And I think the reason I felt that it worked, because I was watching it, but I kind of felt like I was out there uh, kind of eavesdropping and, and also having fun with a bunch of my golf buddies. There was a lot of friendly trash talking. There was some good storytelling. Uh, the weather wasn't the greatest, but nobody seemed to mind. Everybody played on. Uh, there were some good shots. There were some really good shots. There were some lost balls and some really terrible shots. Kind of like a typical round of golf from just from most of us when we get out there and play with our friends. Most of the bad golf came from Tom Brady, but wasn't it kind of fun to watch uh, Tom Brady struggle at something? And, and Peyton struggled at times, too. And it was just like you and I out there on the golf course. Uh, but as bad as Brady was, all of a sudden he hits the shot of the day he holds one out from about 100 yards out. And just like what happens with you and I, it's the one shot that makes you want to come back. It's the one shot that makes you love the game. And it's the one shot that if you've been getting it from your buddies all afternoon, you finally get a chance to get back at them a little bit. And that's exactly what Brady did. He was catching some grief from uh, Charles Barkley. In fact, he was catching it right before the shot. He was catching it worse, and he gave it right back, <laughs> telling Barkley to suck it after he made the shot. Later in the match, uh, Brady, Manning, and Mickelson almost made aces. I think it was the 16th hole, the par three, which a hole in one there would have been worth 25 million bucks. Brady stepped up first; he put it about four feet from the hole. Mickelson stepped up and knocked it about three feet from the hole. And then Peyton Manning, and I remember, remember sitting there watching it. And I, you know, you talk about pressure. You know, if you play, if you play golf, and you're playing in any kind of scramble or anything like that, and everybody ahead of you hits a good shot, the pressure is on. And right before he hit the shot, I, I remember just, just talking to the TV and saying, "Come on, Peyton, stick one in there." And that's exactly what he did. He put it, what was it, a foot, foot and a half from the hole and who <laughs> who would have ever thought like Charles Barkley noted on that particular hole that the worst shot would be hit by Tiger Woods Tiger hit one I don't know what about 15 feet from the hole but it turned out to be the worst shot among the four among the other highlights well there was Tiger being Tiger all afternoon didn't miss a single single fairway uh, Mickelson also drove a 330-yard par four. That was kind of neat. And Manning provided the best audio of the four players uh, with the best best trash talking. There's there's Roscoe getting in his comments as well. How about Phil explaining to Justin Thomas how he was going to play that chip shot? Justin Thomas was the on-course announcer. Phil was explaining to Justin Thomas how he was going to play a chip shot, why he was playing it that way. He described the the the, the texture of the grass and where he was going to land it, a short of the green, and, and then let it roll on. And then he did exactly what he described and left it about six inches from the hole, Phil Mickelson being Phil. I also got a kick 
out of uh, him coaching Tom Brady, especially late in the match as well. And also, wasn't it interesting when Phil and Brady cut that lead to one shot with about five holes left, and all of a sudden there was less talk, there was a little less goofing around, things got serious, there was a lot more focus on golf. When the competitor came out in all four of those guys, it's easy to see why they're all winners. I also loved it when it got to the point where there was just one shot separating both groups. Phil was the first to tee off on the next hole. He picked up his tee, and he was probably in his cart heading down the fairway before the ball even landed in the fairway. That's how focused he was at that point. Also, one other thing was clear. Charles Barkley can't play for crap, but he talks a great game. The match. And they're talking about making it an annual event. I think there ought to be a rematch. I think they ought to get those four together next year and do it again. We were to, we will take a break, and we'll come back with uh, a little bit of an archive interview for you. We'll go back to late last June, almost a year ago now, when Jennifer Cupcho was on Tee to Green, rising LPGA Tour star. We'll hear that next as we continue right after this. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down. 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. 
People who have felt your pain, they know what you're going through. This has to stop. I I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. It's destination listening for dedicated golfers. It's Pete Grain. It's the Golf Show. I'm Jay Ritchie. Scott Cuddy with us in Master Control. And as I promised, we're going to reach back into our Tee to Green archives for an interview we did some 11 months ago with Jennifer Cupjo, who just recently celebrated a birthday, by the way. She turned 23 a couple of weeks ago. Jennifer is from the Denver, Colorado area. And over the past decade, there probably isn't any kind of amateur tournament, junior stroke play, stroke play, match play, that she didn't win in the state of Colorado. So everyone kind of expected some big things from her. She left Colorado to attend school at Wake Forest University, and she was ranked the number one amateur women's amateur golfer in the world for a total of 34 weeks. She won the NCAA Division I Women's national golf championship in 2018 and then last year as she wrapped up her senior season at wake forest she won the inaugural augusta national women's amateur in april she turned professional right after graduation and her first event was the women's open the u.s women's open she was playing on the lpga tour and in between a couple of LPGA Tour events. She was back here in Colorado. We got a chance to sit down and talk to Jennifer Cupjo. Jennifer, we finally got you on Tee to Green. I know it's been crazy for you the last two, three months, ever since uh, Augusta, and you won the inaugural Women's Amateur Championship. Your life, I'm guessing, has been totally crazy. Yeah, it's definitely been a lot, but um, I just kind of have to step back and relax and kind of take it for what it is and uh, focus on golf right now. For you, success on the golf course, nothing new. Here in Colorado, everybody knows your accomplishments ever since, uh, oh, for the last decade or so. But did you at all anticipate or think about what it was going to be once you turned professional? And has that been what you thought it was going to be? Um, I think everyone thinks that when you turn pro, it's really just, oh, you go out and play golf, and that's what you do. But um, in reality, it's just you're doing so much every day, every week, and it's a really a bunch of requirements that I wasn't expecting. Are you and have you adjusted somewhat to all to all the fame now? Yeah, I think so. I think I've always kind of done a good job with that. Um, with anything that's ever happened. Obviously, now it's a national name, but first it was a Colorado name, and um, I've always been pretty humble about it, and I like to say I'm just a normal person just like anyone else. So, After a great career here in Colorado, you chose Wake Forest to pursue your college degree and play golf there. Everyone knows, I think, the, the Wake Forest history 
famous alums such as uh, Arnold Palmer, Lanny Watkins. Why Wake Forest? Did, and did you think about staying in Colorado or staying closer to home? Um, yeah, I mean, I was looking at a bunch of Colorado schools, but um, I think just weather-wise, I really wanted to go somewhere where I would be able to uh, practice all year. Um, also, another thing was just being able to walk to the practice facility that's on the Wake Forest campus. I can really do that and everything. Looking back now on your college career, was it everything that you hoped it would be? Did you get out of it what you wanted to get out of it? Yes, I did. I think it was great, but um, there was so much going on and um, everything. It was hard, but definitely a great experience. Did you have any second thoughts or any qualms about turning professional at all? No, definitely not. Talk about the difference. Is there a big difference in the caliber of golf now that you or you are on the LPGA Tour and you played in a handful of events than what you were used to as an amateur and in college? I mean, yeah, obviously there's better golfers um, on the professional circuit versus amateur because otherwise all amateurs would be professional right now. So the golf is definitely better. Uh, there's fewer weaknesses in a pro's game, and that's how it goes. So. Yeah, you're playing now head-to-head -head with a lot of players that I imagine you've watched from a distance for a long time growing up. Did you have a particular idol, or were you a fan of anyone in particular growing up? I actually didn't really watch golf when I was growing up, um, simply just because I was always on the golf course, so I would go home and I didn't want to do anything that was golf-related. So I didn't really watch golf that much. Um, I think probably my biggest my person I definitely looked up to was my brother. Um, so, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, we're with Jennifer Cupcho, new to the LPGA Tour in her rookie season after graduating from Wake Forest earlier this spring and now playing on the LPGA Tour. Have you made a lot of friends on the LPGA Tour? Is it friendly? Is it cutthroat? Are you surprised by the level of competition? No, definitely not surprised by the level of competition, but I do think there are people that um, that are super nice and encouraging and want to help, but obviously they go out and they play their game and they kick your butt all <laughs> while still being friends. So, um, But it's been a really welcoming environment. It's been a lot of fun. Have any kind of taken you under their wing at all? Um, yeah, I mean, there's multiple people that have come up and said, hey, like, here's this. Um, if you ever need me, just let me know, and I can answer any questions and stuff like that. So, You and Maria Fossey kind of joined at the hip at, at Augusta back in early March, and then she joins you when you were on the Today Show and on the Tonight Show. What's, what's that relationship like, and has it changed a little bit now that you are both, you have both turned pro? Um, yeah, I mean, we really became good friends last summer, and really our friendship has just gotten stronger over the years, or over the year, and now that we're professional, I think it's getting even stronger just because we are traveling with each other, and um, we both want to do great things for the game of golf, so uh, yeah, it's great. Well, you mentioned traveling when you turn professional. You're traveling a lot. You're at a different golf course every week. Has that been an adjustment for you? Oh, yeah, definitely. And I think just in general, um, playing so much golf is a big difference um, compared to amateur golf. You turned pro in your very first event 
was the U.S. Open. <laughs> was that something that uh, if you had to do over again, you might change, or was that okay? Um, obviously, I've played in the U.S. Open a couple times as an amateur, so I was just going out there just playing golf just like any other tournament. So it was, it was great. Uh, you have to start somewhere, so why not start on a big stage? Big stage in Charlotte. Then you went to New Jersey for the ShopRite, Michigan for the Meyer. Last weekend, Chaska, Minnesota, the women's PGA, KPMG women's PGA. You placed at ShopRite, tied for 43rd. You were tied for 23rd at the Meyer, but you missed the cut last week. At that point, were you just kind of tired, a little, a little worn out? Um, I mean, fatigue was definitely part of it, but um, honestly, ever since Augusta, um, with so many, so much media and so much stuff taking my time away from golf, I would say my iron game and driving has definitely not been where it usually is or where it needs to be. So I think it was just a combination of um, a really bad day and fatigue that it all came at once and. Um, sometimes that happens, and even the best players miss cuts. So you just move on and come back and figure out what you need to do next. When you were uh, in Michigan at the Meyer after three rounds, you were 15 under, top page of the leaderboard, in contention there. How did that feel? What was that like? Yeah, it's great to be able to know that I can, can compete, and obviously I didn't finish out the tournament. So you're back in Colorado this week taking a break from the LPGA Tour and conducting Kids Clinic, the first tee Kids Clinic in Denver. What's that like, working with the the, the youngsters? Um, it was a lot of fun. Uh, I actually just finished, but um, it was fun to be able to see what we could have come up out of Colorado and um, hopefully inspire some kids to get out there and practice and learn to love the game. Well, we appreciate you taking the time today. It took a while to get you on the show, but it was well worth it. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Good luck to you the rest of the way, and hopefully we'll get you back again soon. Thank you. From the LPGA Tour, that's Colorado's own Jennifer Cupcho. The LPGA Tour remains on hiatus due to the COVID-19 pandemic. The tour shutting down in February after just four events. But Jennifer, for you folks in the Colorado area who are listening on our flagship station, Extra Sports 1300. She will be one of the players to headline the strongest field in history at the Cobank Colorado Women's Open, which takes place next weekend in the Denver area. Actually starts on Wednesday and runs Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday at Green Valley Ranch near Denver International Airport. Jennifer Cupcho, along with the 15th ranked women's player in the world, Carlotta Saganda of Spain, will headline that field for the Cobank Colorado Women's Open next week in the Denver area. A little tidbit from the Tee to Green archives for you there with Jennifer Cupcho. Coming up, Jeff Wallach will join us to talk about his novel, Mr. Wizard. That's next as Tee to Green continues right after this.
Are you still under stay-at-home orders trying to figure out what to do with your free time even after the lockdown is over? Then why not try World of Warships? With World of Warships, you can command a massive naval fleet featuring some of history's most iconic war vessels and unlock new ships as you prepare to dominate the oceans. Each ship is accurate to the original. Each battle will make you feel like you are right there. Each week, there's something new to experience with new missions, game updates, and events to keep you and your friends engaged for hours on end. Play over 300 ships across 10 different nations. It's the perfect game to take your mind off things as we self-isolate to help flatten the coronavirus curve. To play for free, go to worldofwarships.com and use the invite code BOOM. Boom gets players started with two cruisers, one American and one German, as well as some premium currency. Check it out at worldofwarships.com. Use the invite code BOOM. World of Warships, the thinking man's action game at worldofwarships.com. Invite code BOOM. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409-800-709-4409-800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. There's only one other acceptable theory about how to hit a golf ball. Oh, boy. Well, I'm afraid to ask. (laughs) Well, what is it? What's the other theory? Grip it and rip it. (laughs) Tea to Green takes you to the driving range with our tip of the week. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hey, everybody. I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club, and today I want to talk to you about a knockdown shot. I know you've heard a lot about a knockdown shot. Here's how you hit it. 
Three things you must do. One is play the ball further back in your stance than you think. You need to play it behind your back foot. You need your hands way ahead of where the ball is. I like to say they cover the left knee at address. Thirdly, you need to lean towards your target. This will help give you leverage and help ensure proper contact with a golf ball. If you want to add one thing to this shot, you must finish low to keep the ball flight low. That's a very desired part of any knockdown shot. Don't quicken the pace of your swing when you're trying to hit a knockdown shot. That will only complicate matters. For more on taking some strokes off of your game, visit the website, tdgreenradio.com, or check in with your local PGA professional. News, interviews, and fun for everyone interested in the game of golf. This is Tita Green, the Golf Show. Thanks for joining us today. I'm Jay Ritchie. Jerry Evans has the day off. And our next guest is ready to go and standing by on the Tita Green guest line for the past 35 years. Jeff Wallach has been writing about and immersing himself in the game of golf. He holds a master's degree in fiction writing from Brown University and a Bachelor of Arts degree in English from Vassar College. He's written uh, nearly a 1,000 articles, essays, reviews, and columns for the New York Times, the Oregonian, Sports Illustrated, Men's Journal, Golf Magazine, Men's Health, Money Magazine, and many, many others, and just completed his first novel. It's called Mr. Wizard, published by Open Books, and he joins us from his home in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Jeff, how you doing? Morning, Jay. How are you? How are, is there golf in Portland these days? How are things in Oregon? Uh, yeah, we've been open the whole time, and it's the only thing that anybody can do here. So the courses have been packed, which is great, unless you're looking for a tee time on a specific day. But, yeah, we've been going full on. I'm assuming you're a golfer, right? You don't just write about golf? Correct. I've played since I was about 12 years old. You grew up uh, on the other side of the country, though, in, in, in Long Island. Is that, is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. So how did you end up in Portland and writing about golf? Uh, when I got out of graduate school and uh, was trying to make a living, um, I thought a smaller town than New York would be a good place to start a writing career. So I moved out here and uh, have not really looked back since. Robert Trent Jones, Jr. said about your book, Mr. Wizard, with Mr. Wizard, Jeff Wallach joins the likes of Michael Murphy, John Updike, and P.G. Woodhouse in writing wonderfully about golf in his fiction. He said your book brings to mind a rollicking round played with quirky, hilarious companions who love the game and each other. That's pretty high praise. Well, Bob's a great writer, too, and uh, that, those were very kind words from him. So uh, now I I gave our our listeners a little bit of a preview about the book Two Brothers, One Mother, and One Big Question. The brothers receive a big surprise via DNA testing, and they find out that they may not be 100% blood brothers, and they may have had each a different father. So they undertake a journey to discover who they really are. Is this based on anything, or is it purely fiction from the mind of Jeff Wallach? There may, there may have been an incident a few years ago. I was in my early 50s, and I was with my mother, and she dropped a bombshell on me saying something like, uh, well, you know, you're Scottish 
heritage, and I thought, my my what? My <laughs> what heritage? Something we'd never heard before. It turns out that we had a great-grandfather who was part Scottish, who was uh, kind of a black sheep of the family. Nobody had ever talked about him before. And my mother just assumed that we must know this. We were adults in middle age. So she dropped this bomb. I went and had a DNA test, and sure enough, it turned out that I was about 14% Scottish, something uh, interesting to learn late in your life. And that was the inspiration for the book, even though in the book it's been transformed into Irish heritage. So do you have a brother as well? I do have a brother. He thinks the book is all about him. We've had some <laughs> long discussions about that. Very hard to convince people that what you write is not about them. Now, your background in golf travel, since the, 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 the book, in the book, the two brothers kind of go on this journey uh, all over the world to find out you know, their background. How much did that help you being a golf travel writer? Oh, that helped a tremendous amount, especially I've been lucky enough to be over to Ireland probably six or eight times in my career to cover events there and to write about the golf courses and travel. And so it was a natural to fit it into the book because a lot of the experiences that the brothers have were experiences that I had or things that I viewed when I was over there traveling. The action also moves across some decades. It starts in the 70s. Long Island, and, and then ends up current-day Manhattan, as well as Ireland. Was this was this by design, or did it just kind of happen that way? I think it was by design, mostly. I had a lot of fun bringing back some of the board games and movies and television shows that I grew up with. Uh, the two brothers obviously have a similar experience that I had, so they can make references to shows and and other cultural icons that people in our age group will certainly recognize and hopefully get a kick out of. Now, it's a, it's called Mr. Wizard. It's published by Open Books, uh, 1795, at a bookstore near you or online as well. And um, Mr. Wizard, I'm wondering about the title. Without giving too much away, where would you come up with the title? Well, the title refers to a card trick that the mother teaches the two brothers when they're kids, and it's something that we used to do around my house uh, on Long Island back in the 70s, and people who don't know the trick are usually stunned by it. Now, it's, it's a golf book, but it's not really a golf book, is it? No, golf is more of a, a background character or a setting, it appears on page one in the prologue. There's a reference to golf. Then many pages go by, but, but towards the middle and end of the book, a lot of scenes take place on golf courses or at the bars, at golf clubs. I, I started after, after I, I read, I, and I, in full disclosure here, I haven't finished the book yet. I started reading it, and I tried, tried to find a comparison, and I was thinking a little bit about the the novel and the movie A River Runs Through It a few years back with with Brad Pitt uh, it's a it's about fishing but it's not really a fishing book and I guess maybe this is that a fair comparison to say that's a very good comparison especially because it's also about the relationship between two brothers yeah and the strong influence of their father so. Uh, 
you you've got two brothers. One is named Philip. One is one one is named Spencer. Philip finds out that he's forty six percent Jewish, or he's he's a Jew a Jewish ancestry, forty percent Irish British. Spencer forty six percent Jewish ancestry, and forty percent Spanish influence. So. It, uh, did they have two different fathers? Was one an Irish golf pro and the other a Spanish prince? What, what, uh, what, what led you to down this road? I don't want to give too much away, Jay. Uh, otherwise, yeah. you might not finish the book. So <laughs> I'll, I'll leave that partly as a mystery. But I have to say, in the writing of the book, I knew uh, Spencer's heritage, and I did not know as I was writing it. Uh, who the other father was, and I was hopefully as surprised as you will be when you find out. Good answer. I, I didn't want you to give away. I, that, that, that was probably a bad question on my part. Uh, another question for you, what is uh, Gorsey Park? That's the name of the band that an Irish woman plays in. She, she's the love interest late in the book for one of the brothers, and uh it's a play on words for gorse, the plant that grows on uh, golf courses in the United Kingdom, and Gorky Park uh, in Russia. You know what? That's the first thing I thought of, too, when I saw Gorsy Park. I thought about Gorky Park. Oh, good. Well, then it worked. <laughs> you got me. You got me there. So uh, did, did you actually go to this course in Ireland to do your research? Well, that's a hard question because this particular golf course doesn't really exist anywhere in the world, but aficionados of golf who've played over in Ireland would certainly recognize certain aspects of the, the fictional course that I've described. For example, there happens to be a large graveyard to the right on the first hole, and a lot of people will say, oh, I, I know that course. And then there will be other factors or details of the course that don't fit the course that they think that that was and might have come from someplace else that I played in Ireland. So it's really an amalgam of different places I've been and different experiences I've had. I, I like that. I like what you did there, though. I, I get it. That's, that's, that's very good. Um, you've written a, several other books, but this is your first novel. What made you decide to, to go this route? This is something I've been doing since the very beginning. It's a very tough field. It's, a, it's an impossible and ridiculous way to try to make a living. But I've been writing fiction my whole life. Uh, I wrote two previous novels over the course of my life, neither of which was published, even though I had agents for them. And uh, when I had some time on my hands a couple of years ago, I thought, I think I've got one more in me. I'm going to give this a shot and spent about six months writing the first draft, which was so fun for me. Of all the things I've written in my life, this was the most pleasure I ever got from the craft. And then when I finished it, I spent another year and a half to two years revising it and was lucky enough to find a publisher. If you are looking for other works by Jeff Wallach, What the River Says is one, and Beyond the Fairway, another golf book, is another. Uh, are you con also continuing your writing for some of those publications that I mentioned in your introduction? 
Mostly not at this point in time. Uh, freelance writing has become even tougher than it was in the middle of my career. And so a lot of the magazines that I wrote for either have gone out of business or they've decided to have most of their pieces written by staff writers. So difficult climate for a freelancer. Uh, and I'm not the kind of guy who, who would be a good employee anywhere. I've known that for a long time. So now I'm mostly just writing fiction. Tough time to release your first novel with everything that's been going on the last few months. But how's it going and can people get, how can people get a copy of it? People can buy the book on my website, jeffwallach.com. They can pick it up at Open Books, my publisher's site. Uh, they could buy it on Amazon, and it's always good to go to your local bookstore and ask them to order it for you. There you go. Make a great Father's Day gift or just a good gift at any time. Mr. Wizard on Open Books from Jeff Wallach. Jeff, out of Portland, Oregon, thanks for joining us today. I love the book. We highly recommend it and continued success to you. Thanks so much, Jay. Jeff Wallach with us today here on T to Green. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. Are you paying too much for term life insurance? There's a tremendous price war among the major term life companies. Rates have dropped dramatically in the past few years. For example, a man age 45 non-tobacco user. $1 million of coverage is only $75 per month, level for the next 10 years. Or a man age 50 non-tobacco user can buy a half million dollars of coverage for a monthly premium of only $110. Guaranteed not to change for the next 20 years. That's right, level rates for 20 years. And if you're a smoker, we have great rates for you as well. At the Term Lifeline, we specialize in policies of a half million dollars and above. So if you're looking for new or replacement term life insurance, call right now for a free quote. Rates and availability may vary by state. Sample rate quotes are based on preferred non-tobacco underwriting exam required to qualify. 800-807-1981. 800-807-1981. That's 800-807-1981. Matthew. Huh? Oh, sorry. It's okay. I just need you to listen to me. I know that a lot of times, Mom, it might not seem like I'm listening to you, but I am. I hear you. And what you say really does matter to me. I mean, let's be honest. No kid likes rules, but I get why we have them. I hear you, and I know it's because you care. All the talks we've had over the years, including what you've told me about not using alcohol and other drugs, they stick with me. And believe it or not, they really do make a difference, especially at times that matter most. Hey, want a drink? No thanks, I'm good. So thank you, Dad, for talking and preparing me for what's ahead. Thanks, Mom, for never giving up and always being my biggest fan. Thank you for letting me know what you expect so I can try to meet your expectations. Thank you for talking. For more information about talking with your kids about underage use of alcohol and other drugs, visit underagedrinking.samhsa.gov. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. 
Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851 Astros Hour in Radio The Quickest Hour in Golf Kitty Green continues We have an update from Joe Bettis and our friends at the National Golf Foundation telling us this week the percentage of courses open for play around the country has crept up to 97%, although it still isn't quite business as usual at most of those locations. Restrictions do remain widespread. Off-course retail doors continue to open, four out of five now allowing in-store shopping. The percentage of open pro shops at golf courses has plateaued for the past two weeks at about two-thirds. 66 percent on the consumer front golfers financial outlook continues to brighten which matches up with a slight decrease in the tightening of belts latest surveys show that concerns for visiting golf retail locations also subsiding a bit 12 percent of golfers have visited a golf store in the past two weeks there's no golf per se to talk about today this weekend in the world of professional golf. But coming up on Tuesday, an event, the annual Women's Golf Day, will take place this year a bit different from past years, though. This year it's a virtual experience. It'll be hosted on the Women's Golf Day website at womensgolfday.com slash virtual-golf-day. That's womensgolfday.com. You can go there and find out ways to engage through social media, videos, content, and an online charity auction. This year, it is a virtual experience due, obviously, to COVID-19 and the remaining threat of the coronavirus. Social media, there's a Women's Golf Day Unites Challenge, a Golf at Home Challenge, and charity auction as well, associated with our friend Elisa Gaudet and her annual Women's golf day hey that's going to do it for the show today thanks to jeff wallach check out his book won't you it's called mr wizard highly recommended by all of us here at tita green great visiting with him today our thanks to scott cuddy in master control once again for roscoe the rock star dog remember i'm jay ritchie wash your hands keep your distance and hit them along get them straight